you're drinking? That's a cool can. I'm drinking a Stillwater Spaced beer. Oh, shit. That's a cool can. Which is, it's pretty, their beer's pretty good. It's a lower alcohol. Where are they at? Uh, How low? 3.8%, which is pretty, a low gravity IPA. Pretty low for an IPA. Where are they out of, though? I think it's DC. But their shit's pretty good. It says artisanal right on the can. Uh-huh. Crafted. You know that's some serious shit. Everything about this was crafted. Especially that design. Mm-hmm. Very hypnotic. Yeah, it's a good beer. Yeah. Let's check it out. Good podcasting beer. Where, uh, where'd you get it? At that beer distributor um, by where the BBT used to be. Gotcha. Gotcha. <clears throat> which is closed now, which is weird. Wait, it's closed? The BBT? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's for sale. Yeah. Well, you can rent it now. And they kept the kitchen and the bar. And, like, they've tried to, like, turn it into, like, uh, like a bonus. Like, hey, make your own pierogies. It's the weirdest Hipster listing. loft with built-in bar. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they kept the bathroom exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyone wants some B12? Part. Yeah. Natural take energy, man. I'll take a B12. Perk you up. Wait, are these chewable? No. Let them dissolve. Uh, <laughs> are you, are you Chewing the shit out of it. <laughs> supposed to let it dissolve. It's a lozenge. It's supposed to absorb in your mouth. Like, apparently that's how you get better B12, is it gets absorbed mm. through your mouth mm. tissue. So, Well, I'm doing it. It's peachy. <laughs> yeah, it's peach flavor. Suitable for vegetarians and vegans. Mm. <sighs> All right. Do we want to talk about a uh, super booth? Or, we, or should we wait for these lozenges to finish? <laughs> <laughs> trying to get my mind sharp so I'm not all stupid like last time. Well, how long does it take to kick in? Am I going to get the, like, the speed? Usually like just... 20 minutes. No, it doesn't oh. like speed you up. It'll just, it, all of a sudden like I notice I can think more clearly. <laughs> it like lifts the brain fog. <laughs> yeah. And then next thing I know it's three days later and I haven't slept. <laughs> Super booth. Super booth. Yeah. So many exciting things. There are. How do, how do we want to tackle uh, going through this order? Was there anything anybody absolutely hated? I feel like getting yes. with the with the, the fervor, going get, like getting it out of our system. What are the things we hated? I think there's two th- big things right off the bat that we can probably bitch about. Mm. Number one, I, I can see it in Nick's eyes. <laughs> Behringer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> one of them yeah. for sure. Yeah, the clones, the Clone the, Wars, <laughs> and it's not just a few clones. There's all of them. That is a tremendous lineup. That's a clone army. It is. Which, like, you got to kind of respect it in some way. They're just going for it, you know? It's like no balls about it. That's like a pro one. But it's like, I don't get it. I don't don't get why they Mm -hmm. would. I don't know. They're going to be cheap. If that 808 is going to be like 100 bucks. Yeah. That would be crazy. Not, Not legal isn't probably the right word for this. But, like. Ethical. Yes. How were they <laughs> yeah. like? How were? How did somebody go? This is a great idea. Let's just fucking do this, because it's not like people aren't going to notice. I, I don't even think we can blame them, dude. People have mm. been begging for this shit for years. Mm. It's true. On every forum, for years now, you always see why can't Behringer just make an eight oh eight? You know, while well, everyone's been waiting for like Roland to reproduce yeah. this stuff. So like we, as a people, have finally got what we've asked for. I guess. But that doesn't, like, people asking you to do something doesn't get you out of, like, ethical quandaries. No, it's not like it someone shows goes, there's a market there. Like, someone can ask for a million things. I, the whole 20 thing bucks just, is 20 bucks, Dave. That's true. Yeah. 
was going to say, I'm going to change my life based on what you're saying right now, Dave. <laughs> Maybe I've been doing things the wrong way. <laughs> There's the Pro 1, the 808. Yeah. Um, the 101, the M M101 or something yeah. like that. I mean, it's full on. That that knockoff even has the, the handle for... Oh, yeah. The like, key grip. The mm-hmm. key grip. I mean, that's Kitar pretty style, a detailed yeah. clone. Yeah. Oh, it looks... Yeah, very similar to one. Yeah. Dude, when I was scrolling through like the Super Booth announcements, I didn't realize what I was looking at at first. I thought it was a 101. Right. And I was like, wait a minute. And I did a double yeah. take and I was like, what the hell is this? But they added some things. Like they added like a triangle waveform, which it doesn't have. Like they picked some things out of all of them that they kind of modified, which is kind of weird. Right. And this was like a couple weeks after they had released what were the, there was a series of Eurorack clones. Yeah. It's meant to be like the Roland 500 series. Was, yeah. Uh, right, right, right. A, as a Behringer knockoff. But I mean, Roland but is doing yes, their own 500 yes, series. Are. So, which is powered by Maleko, actually. He's, yeah. Josh has been the one like spearheading that whole project, and now Behringer just kind of came out and gave him a dirty Sanchez. <laughs> but, you know. But they're even like cloning the updates that people made. Like they have mm-hmm. the three filters from the Korg Arp Odyssey, like exactly the way that the Korg one did it. Like, kind of interesting what they're picking and they have the drive circuit from the new core garp odyssey that wasn't on the original the built-in compressor on the 808 like the tr8 had things like that yeah yeah Yeah. every video blew my mind dude like you see all these super booth videos they're in the con you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. they're in a busy hallway lots of noise people everywhere all these booths set up and then you cut to the behringer video and it's just the dude Oh, yeah. And a camera guy in a completely dead silent room. God knows where. It's like they found a closet somewhere where they could set up this super secret demo. And they're like whispering, like cutting lines. Yeah, like, like, check this out. This but is the, the real deal shit, man. We got the clone right off the boat. But they knew they were being recorded, right? Like, it wasn't yeah, one of those like, hey, But it's like they had to hide from the rest of the convention. <laughs> yeah. Like, they thought they were going to get stabbed or something. So, yeah. like, super secret. Like,. It was just shady as hell, like yeah. all around. Yeah. But uh, Sonic State, they they got in, man. They got mm-hmm. behind the lines mm-hmm. and they got video, like everything. Do you think that conversations are? Hey, man, you're not wearing a wire, are you? <laughs> Something like, no, like that. No, 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 I'm fine. They weren't answering questions either. Mm-hmm. Like Nick, right from Super, yeah. uh, Sonic State, yep. was the one interviewing the uh, Behringer guys first. Like he got in there with an 808. He was like asking pretty direct questions. And he just kept being like, yes, 808. <laughs> like, that was his answer. Like, he was just, like, dodging every question mm-hmm. and every detail. Couldn't give price. Couldn't give, like, no details. But uh, it, was, it, was, it was strange. There's but... even one of the videos, there's no audio. He's just holding yes. it and talking to the guy, and he won't play it. Yep. We, we came up with a bunch of prototypes that yeah. look like they're functional mm-hmm. just in time for Superboost so that we could make this announcement. And, and get the hype train rolling in our secret super booth closet. <laughs> and some of it sounded pretty prototype too. Like yeah. that 101. I did not like it. Not never owned one, but it didn't sound like that when I used one. The 808 was like, you know, the TR8, you can complain about it and be like, oh, that doesn't sound like 808, which I've done before. That thing sounds amazingly close to an 808 compared to the DR808 that they had, um, yeah. which did not to me. I don't know. I'd be curious to see what the prices are on some of this mm-hmm. shit and if people like 
you really want that? You're going to want that over like the TR-8S or something? You yeah. know, that'd be my question. It would probably have to be like half the price yeah. for yeah. people to even consider, in my opinion. I don't know, but who knows? But if I've read good reviews about the uh, Moog clone thing that they made. Mm. It's apparently pretty good. Sounded like, I couldn't tell a damn difference. It sounded like a freaking Model D. I was surprised how much the 101 didn't sound like a, a 101. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I figured that would be one of the easiest things to clone. Mm-hmm. You know, but like that demo, yeah, it just did not sound good or like a 101. No. I was just like, all right, that has to be like 100 bucks at best. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? To even consider something like that. Aside from Behringer, the other thing that kind of grinded my gears was that Endorphins. Uh, oh, Black Noir. Oh, Black Noir, yeah. yeah. It sounded like garbage. I, I'm glad I'm not the only one because I swear, dude, people like weren't hearing the same demo that I was because the threads concerning it were all like oh my god it's so fat it's yeah. so big sounding i'm just like I, I i'm not hearing that i'm really not like yeah. the kick sounded decent at best everything else sounded very lo-fi thin thin Real thin very lo-fi thin. thin like it sounded like an lxr but not even as good as an lxr oh, no, no. you know what i mean like lxr has that like aliased sound to it yeah. it's mm-hmm. kind of bit crunchy and it's you know that's nice that's part of the character of that right. machine but to get something that's being advertised as like dark wave and dark techno and all this shit, and then like hearing that, I'm like, I'm not hearing that. And I listened to the demo twice because like, did I just miss something yeah. the first time through? And the second time, I was like, no, nah, I'm not feeling that. I'm not. I would not spend the money on that. You know, I, I don't know. But then on the other side of the coin, I listened to the demo of the Erica synths and their drum modules. And they also specifically, you know, are catering to a specific genre, I guess you could say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in every video, they said, you know, industrial techno. And I'm like, okay, when you drop that fucking name, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have a specific sound and standard that it got to meet. And I listened to that video and I said, fuck yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah. That, that's nailing it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like these guys Definitely. are nailing it. And they, it's not just the drum sense. Like they got the whole... The whole lineup, a whole system mapped out there. Yeah. Like they had the uh, the drum sampler they revealed. That looked really cool. Yeah, which I think is uh, two sampler in one. He said it's basically like an evolved expansion of the uh, Pico drum technology. Mm-hmm. You can adjust start and stop, or start and end points of the samples, and and it has a screen, right? Yes. Yeah, that's a nice nice addition. You can see the waveform mm-hmm. and all that jazz. Pretty cool. The bass. Baseline module, mm-hmm. which is, I think it had three different modes of like bass osc, plus it has the um, acid box filter, so it's like pretty acidic, three o three ish, which is kind of cool. The entire lineup of like a nine o nine inspired system, kick tom, cymbal hats, all that jazz snare, and then they had the dual channel distortion, yeah, which looks pretty killer three different modes on there even by itself that seems like a, a great module yeah because that seemed that was the one where everything was coming going through and he's and he turned that on and just instant everything just changed yeah it sounded fantastic yeah i guess you could run that in parallel or series mm-hmm. or stereo if you wanted you know hmm. it's pretty compact and seemed sounded great and it's pretty versatile for a distortion module and then the uh, the mixer itself also has a built-in compressor. It's seven-channel, 
mixer, like real compact, and it's got onboard compressor. Mm -hmm. So you could further slam and distort, I guess, if you wanted to take it in that direction. And then the two-channel effects. It looked like simi similar to the dual-channel distortion. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You could run it the same way in parallel or series or whatever. And it's got, I guess, a selection of the algorithms from the uh, black DSP. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's kind of like a... Like a, it would be a good accompaniment to the mixer, you know. What I mean, yeah, yeah. Bounce out a couple send and returns through that thing. Yeah, and it's cool because they've always had, you know, we've always seen them at KnobCon like playing live techno stuff on their modular. So it was cool to see them kind of drive that idea a little further. Yeah. You know. Yeah, not just talk about their product, but show it in action. You know, which yeah. is pretty cool. We kind of we kind of walked away from uh, things things that looked like shit. A little early. Oh, had, let's let's circle back. So I had another one. Yes, yes, by all means. The uh, the teenage engineering OPZ. What does it do again? It is apparently nothing but a hardware sequencer for an iPhone app. That's I it. totally missed that. I didn't even see that. That's the gray one, right? It's no gray, screen. No screen, and it's got, and you, it doesn't do anything until, it is a beta, and this is them based on this video and uh, them talking about it. Um, but it only works with this iPhone app, and like it, it seems like it's integrated pretty well. Like, they pressed a little button, and then the the screen on the iPhone app like said like filter sweep, and there was some sort of graphic indication. It was uh, it was cute, um, and th they were emphasizing that it was a sequencer. I'm like, why would you why would you need this dedicated thing to sequence a fucking app? Like it just it just seemed like a huge fucking misfire compared to like. The OP one, which if you don't understand its usefulness, Dave, yeah, then it's just obviously not for you. It's above me. Yeah, yeah. Well, like most things are. You just don't get it. Yeah, no, I'm 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 wallowing in the dirt. <laughs> um, but I was I was blown away. I was like, I mean, they've made other interesting things. This just seems insanely fucking stupid. Like the whole thing could just be surfaced in the app, and then you don't have to spend what I'm sure is going to be a lot of money, because their shit's not. I mean, except for the pocket operators, their shit's not cheap. No. Uh, They've been working on it for years too. I remember, like every oh, really? Nam, everyone was hoping that yeah. there would be some word about it. Yeah, but yeah. This is at least three or four years. Wow. Yeah. If that's the result of it, that's <laughs> shocking. Yeah, I thought it was like a video synth or some shit like that. That's know. something else that I think they still haven't announced that they've been working on forever. Is uh, the the video thing that's been rumored forever. I had the OP one. 48 hours. Did you really? Yeah, 48 <laughs> hours, and I was like, nope, <laughs> right back on eBay. So what didn't you like about the OP1? The sync stuff, like it wouldn't sync unless you got the fancy sync box that you couldn't buy at all. Mm. So I was immediately like, all right, well, I can't do anything with it. I don't know why I got it in the first place. Um, but then I tried it and was like, oh, let's see what I can get out of it, and didn't get. I don't know. It just seemed like I was fighting through this novel interface to try to make music. Right, right. Instead of like, oh, this cool like little video game helps me make a song or something like that. It was, I don't know. It's not what I'm trying to do, you know. I just stumbled upon one of my other notes hmm. while, we're, while we're talking about stuff to shit on. Yes. The new ZDSP. So wait, is that actually going to be qualified as a new ZDSP? Yes. Or is it just a new fucking panel? Nope. What's different it's about considered it? considered Mark Two. What's different about it? More headroom for the feedback path. Are you fucking kidding? No. <laughs> and a very ugly panel. 
I mean, I, I get it. They're going with they've got some sort of idea that that's their new aesthetic and it looks like shit. Um, okay, fine. You got a new panel. Oh or wow, that looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like shit. They've really jumped the shark. You look at it and it's the exact same parameters. It's the exact same knobs. It's the exact same module, but they said they've redone the hardware behind it and they said it's a little better quality and more uh, I think it's 10 decibels less before it like clips out on the feedback channels so if you had a problem you know turning the knob turn (laughs) the gain down problem solved now helped you Weren't they going to do the mini, though? That was yeah. the thing, right? They've but never it, confirmed that. Yeah. Everyone has been wanting one forever, and that's what everyone thought this meant. Yeah. It was right before Superbooth. They announced mm-hmm. that ZDSP is now end of life, mm-hmm. this version. And everyone was like, oh, sweet. Can't wait to see what they announced at Superbooth. And then th- that's what they dropped on us. Nah. Like us already owning one, it has a place in our system. But yeah. if you're building a system and... Oh. Yeah, you wanted a DSP effects module. What are you gonna pick at that point? Are you gonna get the new ugly ZDSP, <laughs> or are you gonna get the black hole DSP yeah. too, or, or the a couple Pico, Pico DSPs? Yeah, yeah like yeah. You, there's other options now. You know, yeah. that new aesthetic just looks bad. Uh, I it looks like a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> Noise engineering, the mimetic digitalis. Yeah. Now available and shipping. I've got one on pre-order. That's not shipped yet. Do we want to explain to our listeners what it is? It looks like a smaller voltage block to me, like something where you can do parameter locky kind of recording, mm-hmm. um, but you can also step through any of those steps on like this little four by four grid. You get um, edit those notes, but also do randomization of any pitch on the scale or randomization within one octave, which is a pretty cool feature. That um, is cool. I didn't they know said that. they built it mainly just for live use. Like it was multiple years of like, we want to build a little live sequencer. And I was like, cool. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Um, a lot of quick ability to record pitch sequence and CV to send to stuff. So hoping it can fill the bill there. Mm-hmm. But it's again, you know, there's no way to get sequences back out, which is fine. Um, and it's like 16 banks of four CVs that are pitched. So that's that's kind of what you have to work with. I did see you have like an undo function on there, which is cool though. Yeah, like, that there's is no nice. way to bounce patterns out, but like if mm-hmm. you have a pattern set and you're tweaking it live and you want to go right back to where you were, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and you can dupe them pretty easy in nice. there too, which is nice. Um, seems you can make variations pretty quick. Did I also see something about them doing reason plugins? Mm. What? How did that come about? Yeah, that was another surprise where it looks like they're doing sound generating reason extensions, like variations of the Lokelic and uh, Basimilis engines that do certain parts. I'm sure it's using some of the exact same code because they Mm -hmm. probably had the ability to port it over. Um, But I didn't dig in much further than that because I don't have reason. So that's kind of where my interest stops. But it looked cool. It sounded good when I heard the samples. Mm -hmm. But it's nice to see that they would kind of contribute something like that I, and I didn't even realize that kind of contribution was still an active thing with reason because I don't follow it yeah. at all I don't know what's going on with it yeah reason now not only do they have the the like third party rack stuff that, that you can buy separately and some are free you know 
they also like have VST support type stuff mm. now. So they've really opened it up over the last couple of years mm-hmm. compared to what it was. It's about time, you know. It's what yeah. everyone's been asking for forever, yeah. with reason. Like, so but yeah, that's kind of cool. It's the type of thing that I would would expect to see in like reactor. Yeah, you know, yeah. like noise exactly. engineering reactor block or something. Yeah. Like seeing it in reason, like that's pretty cool. It tempts me to want to get back into reason, honestly. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like that sounds cool. Well, speaking about programming, then uh, there was that weird Korg Prolog uh, programmer board. Oh yeah, what's up with that? So apparently, it was only available at Superbooth. It was like a an experiment, um, and it's not going to be readily available. Um, and it's just one single processor. But it has all of the audio in and out and CV capability of just like one of the um, processors from the prologue. And the idea is that somebody who was interested in writing code, you could go up to the super booth and get one of these. Uh, all the code is in C, so it's pretty low level yeah. stuff uh, as far as like programming. Um, but it was enough for you to write and see that, you know, with your idea would work on one of these single single processor and you're basically just confirming that your code would work on one of the however many the prologue has and yeah it was just a way to start experimenting uh with with programming for it wow it'd be really cool if they would put like a graphical front end on it and you could do like nord modular style make like a single voice and like design patches or something yeah that would be awesome that would be interesting Yeah, let's talk a little bit about it. Yeah. We just were. Um, Scott was there at Superbooth mm-hmm. from Industrial Music Electronics, and uh, aka the Harvest Man, as he will forever be in our hearts. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was like a forty-five minute video, just talking about like Piston Honda Mark Three. Wait, was that from Superbooth, or was that the release party that was before Superbooth? Oh fuck, you're that right. That was the release party before it. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, and it was. I think it was in Portland. Oh, my bad. But it was like a day, like two days before Superboost, so I think it counts. It kind of all blurred together in my head, but yeah, absolutely, I think you're right. Well, regardless, let's lump it in with Superboost announcements, I I guess. Because, yeah, it's shipping now. It's out. Like, as of this weekend, like, you can buy the Piston Mark III. I haven't pre-ordered one, but it's definitely on my, like, to-get list in the very near future. And... I was explaining to Nick how it doesn't have LFO mode anymore, mm-hmm. but it has two oscillators. And uh, we did were just saying it would be cool if you could have had like the second oscillator in LFO mode. Or I was going to say, does it go down to LFO rates? I don't think it does. Mm. Um, and I was reading online, like, I can't remember if you mentioned in the video, but something about like the high fidelityness of it uh, prevented him to be able to do that like i guess you couldn't have both mm. like being able to go into lfo mode i guess kind of jacked up the quality a bit the fact is it's not there anymore like it is on the mark ii right right but there are a lot of more interesting features that he put in there 
like the presets saving, the preset morphing. The, the preset morphing yeah, is... Yeah, that's nice. I got a little <clears throat> jealous because that's something I really wish the graphic VCO had, mm -hmm. uh, and it doesn't. And I hope Not I, yet, at least. I assume that's going to be there eventually, but I, I have to imagine, like, oh, that, that has it right out the gate. Yeah. And just apparently you that. can tweak, like, exactly what you want it to randomize, and you can have, like, per gate triggered randomization and... Unison mode on both oscillators, where you can have like I guess oh, it's up to cool. four copies of like to detune. Oh, that's so cool. you can kind of get into like 352 territory, <laughs> where you're kind of making a cloud at that point. Mm -hmm, you know what sweet. I mean of the waveforms, which is something I like a lot of the 352. So it'll be cool to be able to get into that type of stuff in the weirdo piston realm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Still has the processing mode, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Just seeing the capabilities of the Piston Mark III makes me even more excited for the BFF at this point. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure it's going to be similar. It's going to be a synth designed around the piston, basically. You know what I mean? Uh, that's so, what I would hope for. Yeah. You know. If Paul's going to hate me. I sold the 352. Wait, what did, what did he call you? It's like a shithead or something? What was it? I forget. Oh, what the fuck oh, was yeah. it? But I felt very honored. To be called a name from Paul. Paul, if you're listening, <laughs> what did you what did you call? It was like Greg? a dunderhead or something. Yeah, like it was that. not. It was something like old timey. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a recent insult. <laughs> uh, what else was there on, on, on everyone's lists? The uh, XAOC thing. Do you know they they want you to pronounce that as chaos? That kind of bugs me. Uh, really? Yeah, I know, right? I pronounce it Zalk. Yeah, like <laughs> Zalk. 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 Kneel before Zalk. <laughs> See, the thing that, that's a real bummer because I'm, I'm really excited about the Zadar, which I was already a little on the fence about calling it that. Mm -hmm. um, to, to hear that I'm supposed to call this chaos. Zalk. Zadar. I'm not calling it that. <laughs> um, but the Zadar is, uh, that looks awesome. Zadar looks, yeah, yeah, looks fucking dope. So I'm, I was really fired up for it because uh, I'm finally, at long last, getting rid of, uh, getting rid of my double Andor. <gasps> yeah, gasps. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the pink noise chip. So I've been on the lookout for like another digital envelope generator, and this one looks kind of bonkers. So it's a uh, four channel, two hundred different digital envelopes, um, and then there's tons of ways to like morph those you can flip it you can like bend them right yeah 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 that's real appealing yeah i remember them saying that you can't write your own like you yeah. can with the omni mod mm -hmm. but it looks like there's enough flexibility there where uh, uh, you will not miss being able to right. draw it in yeah, yeah. and yeah. it was all kinds of different stuff it wasn't i mean they had like your basic adsr you know linear mm -hmm. like it went from that to sort of like noise and the fact that it's four channel actually makes it even more appealing yeah yeah. With assignable CV input, so you can mm -hmm. pick which parameter you want it to affect, which is pretty cool. Um, I think it kind of fills a gap. I still think that there's like a gap with envelopes <clears throat> in modular. Mm -hmm. and overall, it's just people really haven't taken it to any interesting levels. Um, I mean, especially like with digital envelopes. I mean, when I was when I was like, okay, I'm going to get rid of the double end or what else is out there, and it was a handful of things. Yeah. Like now envelopes, nothing. envelopes. Dime a dozen, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think it would make a nice substitute for those who didn't want to get involved with the Omnimod mess. Also, yeah. mm -hmm. like, yep. personally, I still would like an Omnimod, but I just don't. Same. I don't trust it. This looks like it does exactly what I was going to use, 
an Omnimod for mm-hmm. to begin with. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a shit about all the extra weird features that he was putting in there. You know what I mean? Like, I just wanted a, a very versatile digital envelope, wave-shape-based, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, that you could mutate in yeah. interesting ways, and it seems like that's exactly what this is. about you do <laughs> <laughs> all, um, all I have is the uh, is the uh, graphic VCO from uh, Erica since uh, we were playing with it earlier before we started recording I'm stoked on everything so far and it looks like they're even gonna be adding new stuff uh, on top of that it's a digital wavetable uh, oscillator and it's got a bunch of different modes one is uh, a B where you uh, morph between uh, two wave shape. Um, the other one is a single wave table and you sort of morph it. Um, and the last is this matrix where you have, uh, you set the boundaries and it goes through all of the, the wave tables in it and the X and Y controls the, the sort of uh, shifting between the wave tables. Um, and so there's different effects you can apply like FM, uh, overdrive, crush. There's a huge list of them. Um, and then the uh, different snapshots. So as you as you save a setting, then there's a bank of these snapshots, and then you can just go through and uh, pick those uh, as you need to. Like Greg was asking, uh, it would be cool if there was a way to cycle through the snapshots you've created, um, but as of yet, there isn't. It'd be cool if you could morph between them. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. That would be crazy. Yeah, morphing or just sequencing. Mm-hmm. Just sequencing the, between them because the right now, yeah. yeah, right now you've got to like. Go into that menu, hit and select it, and then open that menu again and go back to it. But it lo- like I said, it looks like they're adding uh, new stuff too. There's like a, like coming soon type of like little boxes. Um, so it, it doesn't seem like they're done with it quite yet. But what what's there is already amazing. Fuck how it sounds, dude. That thing looks fantastic. Yeah. That, that panel with like the the little stars and the comet. Yeah. And the uh, I love the black Intelligel knobs and mm-hmm. caps. Mm-hmm. That's what I've done my whole system with, so props to them for good knob choice right there. Yeah, it's aesthetically very pleasing. Yeah, and there and there's an oscilloscope um, that, if you're so inclined, you can just sit and stare at for hours. Everything visually about it is uh, also also. Apparent. I mean, it is a graphic VCO, so mm-hmm. oh, it should have graphics. It's yeah. gotta be eye-catching. Yeah, they did a good job there. Yeah, is there anything I'm forgetting? The sub oscillator. Oh, the sub oscillator. That was pretty. Yeah, that was so a nice touch. It is a nice touch because there's two outs. Um, the the first out is without the sub oscillator, and the second one, um, you can then mix how much of the sub oscillator and the original signal uh, comes out of that, and you can go all the way down to just the sub oscillator, but all the way back up to just uh, without it. Um, and there's a, b- a bunch of choices for the sub oscillator, like how much it's uh, how much is it's detuned. Um, and also which, uh, which wave, which wave shape the, uh, the sub oscillator is going to be. And it, you got a couple of basic ones, um, you know, your triangle, sine wave, square wave, you know, what you would expect, but also it can be one of the wave tables. Just, you can just choose one of the wave tables, uh, or it can actually just be a copy of the original signal and then it's just detuned. It's kind of like the, like we were saying earlier, like a better version of the organ accumulator in yeah. a lot of ways 
Yeah, I like that module. Of course, we both have them. Um, it always frustrated me that the tuning range was so limited. You know, it's kind of like, I think the reason we're getting some of these things is because they're like frustrations with some of these earlier modules that yeah. people have like said, oh, well, this is a problem, like, and fixed it, whether it's their company or not. Again, before we started recording, we were talking about, uh, I had a Pittsburgh generator for a really long time and I really mm -hmm. loved it. And then the noise engineering, Lucalic, replace that for me it just does all of that and then a million times more like it's that on like cranked up and the same thing with the graphic vco is the organ cranked up it's mm -hmm. you know it's addressing all of its deficiencies it does everything that i loved that module does and more evolving evolving yeah, yes. yeah. it's got a nice uh you know visual display for everything that you do on it mm -hmm. that's pretty cool and mm -hmm. you're only about one step removed from everything there's a sort of main menu with eight selection, then you, you can go through that really quickly, and then you just go to one other screen. It is not a huge dive. Yeah, it's not like a shapeshifter, which is kind of like the opposite. Yeah. That seems like really menu-driven. Um, this seems like they did a really good job with the UX on it. Yeah, I, I totally great. And, I mean, there, there's a dedicated back button for every one of them, so you're, you're going oh, in, you I hit the back it. button, and... Uh, that is what the shapeshifter needed. Yeah. <laughs> Just a simple back button. It, it would have helped a lot. I've played with pretty much every wavetable OS that I've been able to get my hands on. You know what I mean? And it reminds me of a weird combination of like Oregon, Cyclebox, and Piston Honda. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. With like the XY that you can do on there and everything. It's so pretty good. slick. As of right now, um, I haven't I haven't made my own wavetables. You know, basically, I only got this like a week ago, so I'm still what in like. What the fuck, Dave? Once again, I have failed. Um, but even with just like the stuff that it comes with, crazy ass sounds. Oh, so you just like presets now? I love presets now. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't hand drawn every wave manually? No. I, I, I did play with In the... Etch a sketch mode? <laughs> it, it is straight up Etch a sketch. Maybe uh, with a little bit of practice, um, I'd be able to do it faster. But the, my first experiments with drawing it, drawing a wave, uh, wave shape was, uh, was a little grueling. And I love tedious tasks. Mm -hmm. and even I was <laughs> we saw that video with them recently. Oh yeah, the Erica since yeah. um, uh, it was a it was a very nicely shot, uh, like them explaining where they are in Latvia, like the city that they're in, and uh, um, and and their weird basement podcast thing. Yeah, that I'm, looks pretty cool. I didn't know that they were doing that until I saw the video and I was like, oh, I'm, I'll check that out. Yeah, seriously. I would hang out with those people. Yeah, I remember seeing the dude with the Mohawk like demo and stuff. I think that was at KnobCon or something. Or yeah, maybe it was yeah. In the video. I can't remember, but I was like, yeah, these guys look cool. And then like all the stuff they've been putting out lately, I just, it's like, okay, yeah, these guys get it. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, Geiger counter. I I love the little you know format of the box, mm -hmm. but yeah, the the yellow red color scheme is just such an eyesore. Yeah, and I didn't. I was one of the first orders apparently to to ship out, and I didn't know it at the time. But there was a limited run 
very limited run of like a gray box. Oh, dark gray. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, son of a bitch. And by the time I found out, like it was too late for me to like change my order, and they were already sold out. That's yeah, that, I was that really suck. bummed. I was like, I, I would have really enjoyed the limited edition, but yeah, I just hate the color yellow. It's yeah, disgusting. I'm not a fan. But it and also, it's, and it's like a Pittsburgh color, so yeah. it's like everywhere in this everywhere. fucking city. But this yeah. also that that makes it look like Metasonics. Yeah, we'd like, rather like radioactive green or something yeah. black, you know, <laughs> but more cool. than yellow. Which I always think of like Metasonics are like fucking traffic signs, you know, like road signs. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why. Or McDonald's. Or McDonald's. Yeah, because that's supposed to uh, stimulate appetite. Or um, just like the hunger. The colors in McDonald's were chosen for a reason. The hunger. It gives you hunger. It's ketchup mustard colors. Yeah. Uh-huh. Condiments. I, do. I love now. condiments. Yeah, I'm kind of hungry now. We could all eat this petal. We could. There's probably almost no nutritional value. <laughs> and I'm just going to break my teeth. Well, it is full of... Sonic goodness. Oh, Jesus. Oh, if you break your teeth, we can drink the blood. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do love the box. It's it's a pretty large improvement over the original Geiger counters. It's been a long time coming, this version. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. been rumored and hyped up for a few years now, but uh, I, I suppose it was worth the wait. It's got a bunch of new shit. And just the quality overall, I feel like the sound quality is pretty nice. It goes higher up. Mm-hmm. It's not just 8-bit anymore. Mm-hmm. You've got a higher sample rate, higher bit rate. And just the the wave bank itself is much larger. Um, I don't know if they did, but it sounds like they did make improvements over the preamp. Um, it just sounds a little cleaner. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it reminds me of the same preamp that's in the uh the trash masters mm. you know and it's got a nice balance with all of it because you have your wet dry the level of the preset and then the master volume right so you mm-hmm. can get a nice balance with everything in there you can cv the tone now that's um cool. yeah. yeah which you couldn't do before that was something i actually emailed wmd when i first bought the module like years back i said i love you know tweaking this tone knob on the modules like is there any way to cv the gain and tone you said at the time it wasn't possible now it is mm, on nice. this pedal, so that's pretty sweet you can cv both you know gain mm-hmm. tone all that you get two assignable cv inputs which is pretty cool i mean i, I would rather this was a module but the fact that it's not and you can still cv it is pretty cool mm-hmm. you know so uh what are all the other knobs on this there isn't really any new knobs aside from like you know the the master and the level and stuff like that. But you can save presets now, which is nice. Oh, that is cool. And you can also there's a rand button. You can just randomize a preset, find something you like, save it. You don't even really need to touch the knobs if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, like if you had a preset and you wanted to load another one, uh, is it is it smooth or is it like cut oh yeah, out? it's real smooth. Oh, okay, cool. You got a preset up, preset down knobs here mm-hmm. so i mean it's still you know stomp pedal format yeah so if if this was a module i think it would be nice to uh have cv control over that randomized yeah. function mm-hmm. and yeah. the presets you know what i mean mm-hmm. so you could have a bunch saved and then cv sweep through them or sequence them or whatever 
maybe hit the random function with a gate to just generate some new chaos. Is random everything random? I believe so. Okay. It, it's not uh, limited to certain things. Eh, it might be. Mm. Like, I don't think it'll... I don't know if it would hit the gain and tone. That's a very good question. Or the wet and dry, because that would be kind of... Oh, yeah, it does. It definitely uh, hits everything, because you can see the LED indicators for the tone change and, mm -hmm. and the wet-dry change, so... Yeah. We could probably insert a sample right here. Insert sample here. Yeah. And while we're talking about the 301, you said there's a new firmware you just installed yeah. recently? Which so he just, uh, yeah, it's got, so there are new sample types where there's like a clocked player um, that will time stretch and it'll even respect the slices that you have set up and it'll time stretch those individually um, when you send it like a group of slices. So you can play that stuff, so just send it a clock and it'll like Ableton style be like, okay, this is how long you wanted me to play it, right? And then there's also the one that does not, um, that will affect the pitch only. So you can send like a loop in and it'll actually re-pitch it um, so mm -hmm. you don't get the time stretching effect. He put another bunch of stuff in here, but man, it's crazy how much he's adding to this platform. Um, and the Digitag doesn't do any of that. <laughs> no, no looping. And, and with the pedal loopers now, you can record like perfect loops, put them in a buffer, load them into that clock time stretch thing. And it's, it's just what you would expect it to be. It's so interesting. It's nuts that he keeps like, it's just, honestly, I've had, I have problems right now with Scorp because my pyramid touchpad's lifting. Um, they've delayed their release for the fourth month now. Hmm. I don't, I don't buy it, man. This is a one man shop running the 301, building them all, supporting mm -hmm. it all. Somehow he has a clear roadmap. Somehow people know when the next units will be available. He never misses his dates. He just told everybody on the forum. He's like, oh, I'm going on a bike trip for a month don't bother calling me or like emailing me. Yeah. It's like, cool, have fun, man. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to be expecting anything from you. Yeah. Whereas if you keep pushing a release like Electron and Scorp, it just, it's like, eh, why am I fucking with you? Yeah. Like this shit doesn't work. He added slicing stuff. Oh, he finally added like sustain loop. So if you hold down, it'll play the sample and then you define a loop and then it'll loop through that part of it until you let it go mm -hmm. which actually the bitbox added and that yeah, one's even more flexible that, yeah. that the bitbox they really took that to the next level but the slicing like the spectral slicing i was like why would you want that and i'm like oh yeah it field recordings it like slices on spectral energy instead yeah. of threshold so you yeah. can have a noisy ass mic and it won't matter until you get to like whatever you're going for and then it'll slice it there I'm like man you're fucking smart yeah there are lots of um cool granular stuff he's added like the stretch one is actually a granular clock stretch too so you have some granular controls over it um there's um different noise types like you can take a there's a velvet noise in there which i'd never heard of before yeah right i've no i've never um, even heard of that but you can take that and you can pitch it down real far and assign it to like um slices like i think that m logger dude is doing it's like true randomization mm -hmm. but you can control that too so you can have like only an amount of that randomization offset and attenuated to the range <laughs> you're going for. Yeah, and then you can have that point it to slices. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> I think I told you guys this too. You can take like a whole folder of samples 
be like, load this up and make it into a sliced up thing. And it'll be like, doop, just take the starts and ends, put the slice there so you can have all that stuff just on one channel oh, and then scan through it with CCs. Wow. Or CVs. CC's pizza? Yes. All you can eat? CC DeVille from Poison. Hmm. 